Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of your Footy Fantasy Podcast. Today we have a lot to talk about in a little time. We'll be doing a shorter than usual episode because there were not that many Premier League games and actually there were not. There were no Premier League games. There were no league games to talk about in Europe, but of course there were international games. Well, we hardly talk too much about international games here. So today we'll talk a little bit about some interesting events that happened over the week. Today we're going to do something different, something not unusual, but you know we hardly do it here, which is we're going to talk about the relegation. This is probably one of the most interesting, I wouldn't say the most, but it is one of the most interesting relegation battles. One, I'd say because of Newcastle being in that context, but also because of, of some of the teams that are, you know, in that bubble, Everton, Burnley, you have interesting characters there. Sandak has never been relegated since he came up to the Premier League. He's been able to hold on for a long time now. Um, Lampard, Saudi money. So today we'll talk about who is going to get relegated in the EPL. I'll start. Um, but Ola, who's with me today, just me and him, will chime in, of course, and tell us what he feels. I personally want to do something quick, which is knock out two teams fast. So we talk about the third one. There's nothing to talk about with Norwich. I believe, and I think most people <laughs> believe that Norwich is getting relegated. It's, you know, we're not, <laughs> it's a waste of time talking about Norwich. I thought uh, Watford was going to be relegated. I still think they'll be relegated, but you found some form recently, so I don't know. But I still have them as my number two. Ola, do you disagree? Um, well, Norwich, Norwich, they they came they came back into reckoning for a bit because they had a couple of back to back wins, decent results. They Flatter to deceive for, for like two two or three weeks That's and right. then just fa- fa- factory reset. <laughs> they went back to factory reset and they've been chopping chopping L's since that time. So they're definitely yeah, right, they're going down. I don't see how they're esca- escaping this one. Um Watford. Watford, yeah, they hired Roy Hudson. You would think, okay, maybe they'll be defensively solid and they'll keep considering more goals, but uh, they've had some bad defeats since he came in. I think they picked up a couple of points. I, th- I think they had one win in that time, but their form has not been great at all. So yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I think I agree with you. Watford and Norwich have probably gone. I think they brought in Hodgson too late. Hodgson uh, is he's an organized man, of course. He organizes the defense, make them difficult to beat. But the time they brought him in, I'm not sure uh, that time is sufficient for him to keep them up. So yeah, I think those late. two are going. Yeah, the, the third spot is the interesting one. The, the, who's the third guy, uh, third team going down with them? That's that would be the, that's going to be the fun bit. You have a you have Newcastle, Brentford, Leeds, Everton, Bond. Everton. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. No, what you were saying about Sean Dyke is true. Um, he, he keeps he has a track record of keeping them up, and they've been in this situation. And I think because they have they have some games in hand, so two um two games in hand. Yeah. Now the the issue is they are not scoring. Has they are still struggling for goals. They are not scoring enough goals. Um, and that that would be a problem because that's what Newcastle did. Newcastle managed to get solid defensively and then started scoring goals, winning 2-1, 3-1, you know, and they managed to put themselves out of the reckoning for now. Burnley at the moment, they bought that new striker, Wegos. Yeah, I think if his first couple of games, he looked very threatening, but right. I think he scored only one goal. He scored only one goal since he came into the league, and that's the problem for them. Um, their next game is the game... To replace Woods. Yeah, yeah. Woods was not doing too great before he left, to be honest. And Woods, right. uh, since he went to Newcastle, Woods has scored only one goal also. That's right. So, so the problem, I think their problem is other players are not chipping in with goals. They should not just be thinking, oh, where goes? Where goes going to score? They had um, Kone, the Ivorian lad who was there. He was, he was doing really well before he went for the AFCON. But since he came back, he has been picking up injuries. He has not played consistently. So I think that's the biggest problem for them because if he was fit, I think they will have enough goals to stay up Burnley. Um, their next match is against Man City. And as a Liverpool fan, of course, we are praying for them to just discover their form against Man City and just, even if it's a draw, let us help us just draw against Man City, please, <laughs> on Sunday, <laughs> no, on Saturday. Help us draw against Man City. So that's what, we are, that's what we are looking forward to for Burnley. Um, as, I, as a Liverpool fan, Everton, I would like relegation to touch them this season, to humble them a bit because <laughs> I think those those guys they need the factory reset. They they they've been coasting along on the name of being Everton for a long time, and I think this season if they went down, maybe they'll be able to. That club is a shambles, to be honest. It's not just I'm yeah. not just beefing them. They spent right. over over five hundred million pounds in the last few years, and look at where they are. They, their squad construction is shambles. They sack managers willy nilly. They they just and they also have uh, no plans, no plans. Yeah. Look, they sack this guy, they put Lampard in, and Lampard is just already dissing them, saying their, their mentality is poor. Ah, if they if they escape, it's because there are just some other teams that are worse than them. It's not because everything are good. That's why they they escape. It's just if the other teams can like Burnley, if Burnley and um if Burnley and Newcastle don't pick up enough wins, that's that's the only way Everton will stay up. I think uh, the other team that might save them is Leeds. Yeah. Leeds, Leeds are funny. They've shown some resilience since Marsh came in there, but they've not won mm-hmm. too many points. They, they, uh, they won back to back. They won back. That, that's to the back. thing. They, yeah, but their last two games, are, they won back to back games. Last two games, yes, that's right. They, yeah, by the skin of their teeth, though. It won, was not like. Won, yeah, does won. it. One was the one goal in the last minute. In the last minute, and then one was the game they went From, ahead. And the yo-yo. Game. No, no, they they were two nil down. They were two nil down. Then there was a red card. That's They right. were two nil down. There was red card. They now won three two. So that's what I mean that they've not won convincingly. So the they first won, game yeah. they won, it was like a scrappy last minute goal. And then the second game, they won 3-2. It was a red card influence goal. Of course, it was still good that they came from two goals down. I think that was Wolves they played. Wolves, yes. It yes, was Wolves. Jimenez. Jimenez got a red card. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 
the, the word you use is what I was to say to them now. Resilience. They showed resilience in those two games. But let's see how far that resilience will carry them forward. That's, that's what, but that's the thing they really did lack, though. It was the one thing mm-hmm. you wouldn't say about Leeds was resilience. They had, True. you know, they were the kind of team 2-0 down. Yeah, they would keep going. That's right. But they kept going and kept getting beat this season. Before they would... 5-0, 4-0, 6-0. were sure of that spirit. But they didn't have that luck. So now that it's breaking for them, it's, you know, it's very big. The poor thing for them is that they have to play Arsenal, they have to play City. Oh, wow. Yes, they have to play Arsenal, they have to play City. They have to play Chelsea. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And they play a lot of games with people around them. They play um, Brighton, um, Watford, Crystal Palace, so Brentford, they have some tough games. You Mm. know, because especially Brentford, Watford games, they have to win that. If they're going to win that, so Leeds yeah. are in a position where they might help Burnley or they might have somebody else escape if they don't, if, if they don't help themselves. They might end up being dragged in there. I feel uh, Everton, Everton's fixtures are just too much. Too, you know, and what's his name? I, I was watching the podcast last week, but I missed the guy's name, the guy that came on and said, he said something about Everton hiring Lampard that it did not make sense. That what Everton needed was a hidden. They already actually had the manager they needed, which was Benitez. Benitez might have not been doing very well, but it was better to leave Benitez than to hire Lampard. Lampard yeah. wasn't, the, wasn't the guy to do this kind of job. He's a guy you give yeah. a project, you give him money or something, and give him time. There's no time in Everton. No, Unless no time. To sit down with them, bring them up from the championship again. You know, if, if they escape, yeah, next season you know he will have a chance. But if they, I, I have a very tough, they have a very tough running. So I think, to be honest, I think it's between Everton and Leeds. I think Newcastle will escape or escape. Mm, um, yeah, I think they have enough spirit. Newcastle, there's something different. Uh, you know, people doubted hiring Adiao, but Adiel. yeah, he's he, he's done a good job there. I have to give him that. I think they will escape. I think they will escape, and next season will be very, very interesting in that club. I'm <laughs> looking forward to it. I really will be looking forward to it. So. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't been getting any comments. I'm looking forward to comments coming in. So I wanted to move on quickly and talk about the big secret, which everybody <laughs> knows that Manchester United are going to hire Poch or Ten Hag. As a matter of fact, I think nobody's taking bets on either of those states. It's almost sure it's one of them. But it's a very divisive um, topic. For some reason, Pochettino draws a lot of bile. He draws a lot of vitriol. People do not like him. There's something about him people dislike. I don't know. I can't put my hand on it. And Ten Hag seems to be the, you know, 
the latest flavor on the blog. You know, people want to taste him right now. They they want to put him in the soup. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a big choice for Arnold. If he was listening to fans, it'd be one of those two. So, if it was you making that choice or that recommendation to him, who would you be picking? Ah, I just say bring back the chosen one. Bring back David Moyes, man. <laughs> you should bring back David Moyes. I'm, 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 a, I'm a bit serious because that man, that man is proving himself. Look at what he's doing at West Ham. You guys didn't give him a chance. Like you kicked him out within seven months or how many months into his reign, you kicked him out. Bring back David Moyes, chosen one. Um, I saw one stat that since since Moyes was in charge, you guys have not won the Champions League knockout game. The last time you won a Champions League knockout game at Old Trafford was under David Moyes. That's right. So that man, yeah. Yeah, bring it back. But uh, in answer to the question, anyway, Pochettino or Tenag. Now, the thing with Pochettino, is, I understand what you're saying, that he's very divisive. And why it will be that way is some people have that connotation of fraud <laughs> attached to him. And then some people are like, well, it's because he has not been given a proper chance with proper money. He was at sports. He wasn't, was building over a long period, but he was still armstrong by money. Okay, he went to PSG, there's money, but then there are big stars there. And there's political things in PSG where <laughs> you cannot, cannot drop some certain players. So maybe that's, I'm, I'm, that's also causing the problem for him in PSG. But in my opinion, I think, I think he's a very good coach. I think he's a very good coach. And I think the fact that he has gone to PSG, maybe the fact that he has had to undo big personalities in PSG will help him undo big personalities if he came to Manchester United. Um, but to be honest, his record at PSG is not the most encouraging at the moment. They will probably win the league. But uh, I, I think the last time I came on the pod, I was saying to Ayo and other, other guests that his, his record in PSG this season, his away record has been really bad. Um, out of the top eight teams, the top eight teams in French League, PSG have gone away to out of those eight. They've won only once. They've either lost majority of their away games or drew. Just before the international break, they lost 3-0 to Monaco. <laughs> you know, so it's, they are most likely going to win the league, but they're out of the Champions League. I think they're out of the French Cup. So this season, I think they're winning only the league. So that looks a bit bad on Pochettino. That looks a bit bad on Pochettino. Ten Hag, in my opinion, Ten Hag is, um, yeah, like you say, it's flavor of the month because I, I know what he's doing at Ajax is a fantastic job. They don't have a lot of money. But they also got knocked out in the second round. That's they got right. knocked out to Benfica. That's so right. it's not like they, it's not like they came... The weakest team. Yeah, they got knocked out to the weakest team. So That's right. we, there's, there's also Asterix attached to him. I'll, I'll, I'll lean more towards Pochettino because Pochettino has been in the Premier League before. You know, he, has, he was in Premier League for five, six years or how many years he was. He knows the terrain. And I think... Like I was saying, I think the fact that he has now worked with bigger stars at PSG might make him maybe more suited to the United. Because my United role is not like it's not, that. That job is tough. <laughs> we all know sure. that job is tough. It's not. It's not just a job. It's not. It's not a Tottenham Hotspot job. It's not a Southampton job. This is my my United. You're talking about. There's ki- right. all kinds of pressure. So Tenag, I don't know. Tenag for me it seems. It seems a bit reserved. I don't know if does he have the personality to I um personality to put a stamp on a club like Man United. I'm not sure. I'll lean too much 
you know, if I was a neutral, if I was not a United fan, <laughs> I mean, if I was a United fan, uh, I would lean towards, more towards Pochettino. I would lean more towards Pochettino than Tenag. For me, uh, I think the, the two choices are similar. I agree with everything you said, but I think the two choices are similar in one sense. They haven't won anything. So those question marks are there, the commas are uh, there. They've won, they've won their leagues, so they won leagues in the country now. No, they, no, what, you know what I mean? <laughs> they, they haven't I, know, I know what you mean. I know yeah. what you mean. I know what you mean. You know, somebody will make noise about. The Dutch league. league. <laughs> Is That's normal. Frank, as a matter of fact, Pochettino should have two now. Should be winning the second, not winning one. So those question marks hang on, hang in there. But there's another thing about Pochettino, which is to get Pochettino, you have to spend big. Oh, yeah. You have to pay off his contract or whatever. You have to, you know, buy him out from PSG. I just that's, pray that PSG will sack him because they yeah. most likely will sack him. And you can get him on the free. <laughs> that's right. That's one. And then two, he's a win now. And by the way, yeah, PSG will sack him. They will suck him. <laughs> they will suck him. They actually be happy with Manchester United approach, so they will just tell them out. But they will suck him. <laughs> you, you, you know that. Um, you can't say uh, you're building a project with Pochettino. He's not at that stage. It's almost like the same thing with Pep or Klopp. Now, if Klopp were to leave Liverpool or but lose Man City and goes to another club. Yeah, they have a project, but it's not going to be about we're going to win in three, four years. You're going at this stage. You're bringing them. Oh, we want to spend money. We want to win. You know, this year or next year. Simple. So Pochettino is at that stage too. Even though he hasn't won before, he's not going to. For example, Pochettino is not going to let's go Madrid. Unless he decides to, but he's at a stage where he should be thinking of going to Juventus, Manchester United, you know, maybe, for example, if Arsenal job was available and they had money, you know, that kind of thing. That's what he should be doing. So he's not going to Manchester United to say, okay, I want to sit down here and build a club for five years. But unfortunately, I think Manchester United are at a stage where they should be building for five years, not building for two years. Because it's too one too expensive. Too they are not. They've done this before. They're not good at doing this. So it's better to do the <laughs> slow thing and you know, basically copy your enemies. <laughs> what uh, Liverpool are doing and kind of copy it. Maybe mold it into your own style. But do what you've done before. You've actually done that before. Build for years. And I think. Ten Hag's at that stage. Even though he's living Ajax, he's not going into walking into his. If he goes to Manchester United, nobody's expecting him to win immediately. As a matter of fact, he, he looks like the way he sounds is more like the guy that you want to invest in for four, five, six years. You want to put time in him because he's. You see what he's done in Ajax. I'm not saying Pochettino can't do that because he's got what he's done at. Spurs, but the thing was, what only the only thing left at Spurs was winning big. It's actually almost the same thing with Ajax. 
But the problem they have at Ajax is that he has to do it almost every year because he keeps losing good players. Mm-hmm. Whereas Pochettino had the bulk of players. The problem he had was that the players ran down. He couldn't refresh them quick enough, which maybe if he did, he would have won something. So they, they both have reasons why they haven't done better than they have, if you want to be honest. But I think this guy is at that stage where, okay, going to... Because I'll be very honest. Manchester United, my reputation might be a big club, but at this stage, they have actually... They're in a slump. Mm. And they need somebody to... It's Pochettino is like Cristiano Ronaldo to me. He, he's like a cherry on top kind of manager now. And you take out club, take out Pep. Who's left? He's in that or that, that stage. It's the same thing with Nagelsmann. He's not coming to stay five years at my side. And, and, you know. That's why he went to Bayern to win that trophy. Then he has that. You know what I mean? The next stage is something else. I and mean, you can see they're already talking about him moving. Weird. But managers still are becoming like players. Very, very weird. Yeah. The Bayern, yeah. Bayern fan that we have, Dio, does it? He's not a big fan of this Nagosman. That's why you wonder with some coaches, you know. Maybe that, I still think personality types have to match because big club, you know, like Nagosman that we are talking about now. For some reason, the Bayern fan that we know does not like him. He's already said that if Liverpool meet Bayern, that we're going to destroy Bayern. This is Bayern mimic fan saying that Liverpool will destroy them. He said because Nagosman, his tactics are poor and things like this. But on the outside, we look in and we are like, oh, he's doing a good job. But the Bayern fan that is there saying, no, he's not doing a great job. So it's the same thing with the likes of Pochettino and everything. I'm sure Pochettino, especially PSG, there'll be some people who would think he has done a decent job. But the fact is that their Champions League campaign got <laughs> cut short again. And I think they went out of all their cups so early. And winning the league is not enough. Winning the league is not enough. And it would be a surprise if they don't pull the trigger. <laughs> if they don't start you know, I I have to give him, you know, I have to give him, even though there's a comma there, I, I want to put a, a dot on that comma, maybe make it a semicolon or something, because PSG is the same club that has done this like four times in the last six years. Yeah. So it's not like it's new. You know, it's not like it's not happened to Verratti, Nima. It's not like it hasn't happened to them before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This thing has happened to Messi before. So it's something that they, they've, they've all seen. It's happened to Mbappe before. Not once, not twice. So that's one. Then two, the other part of it is the owners, the way they run that club, something mm-hmm. something about yeah. it. From the outside, they run it like it. They run it like a glorified Everton. That's what yeah. I always say. <laughs> because like they run it like a shambles too. PSG is not a properly run club. They're not yeah, a properly. Right. They just buy. See, see what they did this last summer. They just brought Donnarumma, Gini Wijnaldum. Before that, they brought in Buffon. They brought in Messi. It's just the transfer. There's no transfer strategy. It's just oh, shiny, shiny object. Let's let's get that shiny object. Oh, yeah. shiny object there. Yeah. Let's get that shiny let's object. No, no, no considerate planning into building a squad. So that's why I also give. Pochettino a bit of leave. That's why I was talking about the politics of PSG. Mm-hmm. Because the likes of Leonardo, Leonardo, the sporting director, he still has some, he has more power compared to Pochettino. And then the PSG president too is always choking his mouth. <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah so I, that's course, why I, that's... Mm-hmm. Nima, and then now Messi. Mm-hmm. They're also, Messi. <laughs> you know, every time there's whispers, something is going on. Oh, they're not happy, they're unhappy. Uh, you know. <laughs> 
And Mbappe too is leaving. You know, he's leaving no, at the, the end Mbappe of the season. Case, Mbappe's case summed that thing up. Which club rejects 114 million pounds for a player that is about to leave for free? Exactly. That's not exactly. A club. That's that's a guy. That's some guy. Somewhere and they're offering him, offering him almost like one million per week to stay. Like, come on, this guy doesn't want to stay. It's not. He doesn't even care about that money now. It's just like I, I don't want to be part of this anymore. I want to be gone. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, no, they're not uh, a well run club. That, that's why I give Pacchettino a bit of leeway because PSG is not a well run club. That's right, and and that's that's why I just say, okay, I, I I don't go along with people that call him a fraud, but I know there are question marks about Pacchettino. There are question marks, but well, that PSG job is just an awkward, it's an awkward job. Look, they sacked uh, Tucho now. Thomas Tucho was yeah. there. They sacked him. Well, I look at Tucho now. Well, that's the difference between Tucho and Pacchettino. You're a loser until you win. It's the same thing about um, <laughs> Klopp. Klopp was the nearly man in the Champions League until he did it. Now yeah. he's now revered because you have to do it. Mm. The same problem mm. Pep has where they go. He haven't done it outside Barcelona, but he's done it in Barcelona like twice. But you know, very <laughs> stupid logic. But you know, it, it, people always find something to say. At the end of the day, I think when they all leave, when they people will say speak much better about them. And mm-hmm. talking about something that people don't like to speak good about at all because a lot of people are not interested in it. I had to pick up Women's Soccer League. Yeah, um, nice. Manchester United got promoted into the league. So I started following it a bit. I wouldn't say I've watched more than five to seven games in the past year. But I've, you know, I've seen a lot of highlights, especially Manchester United highlights. And this is the most interesting season in a long time. And when I mean interesting, I mean you... I don't know which of the top four or five teams I want to talk about specifically because they all have been magnificent. They've basically almost all played some of their best seasons, apart from maybe Man City. And you could say they've been very, they've, you know, they've given us a very good season. And I'll, and I'll explain why. Um, Spurs recently dropped off. Um, I think it was because of quality of squad. But for a long time, they were in the top three. You know, they were keeping up with Chelsea, who are one of the best teams in the world, if yeah. not the best. Well, Barcelona should be the best. But Chelsea can't, you know, match up with Barcelona. So, sports were doing very well. And then they started playing the big boys. They started playing Man City, Manchester United, Arsenal, Chelsea, and lost to them. But they beat most of the rest of the the league, which is very good given their level. You wouldn't have expected sports to do that well, but they did. Um, they've lost a few games in the last two months. Now they are fifth. They've totally fallen off the top three race. But as of January, they were in the top three. I, I have to commend them for that because that was very good. You know, Manchester United and Man City, I have to, I have to put two of them together. Manchester United and Man City are fourth, third and fourth. Manchester United is ahead of Man City on, by three points, but Man City have a game in hand. Basically, they're on the okay. same point. And Manchester United is also ahead on goal difference. Four goal difference. Now, why I'm mentioning that it's just a four goal difference is that 
In the past few games, Man City have been loading goals. They've been oh, loading wow. goals. They've just been loading goals. Like, they've won their last four games. I think they beat someone 5-0. <laughs> they've been loading goals. They've scored so many games. And um, now, why not support that is because they're in such good form, you are not sure my side either can keep up with their form. They've they've actually come from behind. They've they've been coming. They've been chasing for a while. They've been chasing Manchester United. Manchester United was fought, but because they had games in hand under Spurs, they beat Spurs and became third. And Manchester has been chasing them. They beat Spurs. Then they had a game in hand that was against Manchester. One of the games actually, sorry, they had a head-to-head game, and they won that game after just losing to Manchester United in the FA Cup. They now won the game. So by winning that game. They close that gap. And okay. It will be difficult to keep up. But Manchester United are also doing very, very well compared to what was expected. They're doing very well. And why I say they're also doing very well is that they're only five points behind Arsenal. They're only five points behind Arsenal. Arsenal have been the top of the league most of the season because of Chelsea's European commitments and um, COVID. That they had some games postponed, so they had games in hand. And okay. Arsenal had established the lead, they've been comfortable for a long time, but the lead never mathematically knocked out Chelsea. So, of course, Chelsea being Chelsea, they started playing those games in hand, and now they've played the same games, and at one point ahead, they finally caught up with Arsenal. It leaves the remaining five games very, because there are only five games left. That's the other yeah, part of it. Yeah, same, it leaves them same for the championship. That's right. So it makes it very interesting. But I have to put my if I have to put my money, I put it on Chelsea. I don't see them. Yeah, yeah because this is they're too good. Now Arsenal are very good. Arsenal are very very good. Uh, Midema, their striker is. Yeah, the record. She's a record leader. There's a lot of talk about uh, Kerr of Chelsea. Kerr is a superstar. Sam Kerr. Any every time she's a superstar. But when it comes to the uh, women's soccer league, you have to give it to Midema. Midema has done 100 goals and assists in the league in England. The first player to have that combo: 70 goals and 30 assists. Plus, because I think she's she's scored since she she's done that. So you have to give it to Midima. Midima is the to me the you know the Hall of Famer in the league. So it's going to be very very interesting. I, the top four race because the top three sorry the top three race the third why it's very important is the top three go to the Champions League. So I'll follow the yeah. rest of the games. Um, I will really really follow them, and I'll let you yeah. guys know every single week. Uh, What's up? No problem. Yeah. Uh, for me, for me, I'm like the opposite for you, for you, like because of course you you like you said you started following it more when Man United got promoted. For me, it was the opposite because I used to follow it when Liverpool were there. Liverpool were back to back WSL titles, <laughs> we're, right. were champions for two seasons, and then the coach left. Matt, his name is Matt Beard. He left, and many of the top stars left. And then I think the Liverpool, the club as a whole, just stopped investing. In the female team, and then we got relegated. <laughs> so now, now they're in championship now. But what happened was they now went to get Matt's beard back. 
So he, he he's now back managing the girls. They started investing in the team again. Because what, what, even when we were struggling, before we got relegated, um, we had Asisat Oshola, <laughs> the Nigerian player. She was she was at Liverpool. Yeah, she uh, was balling. She was playing. She was playing very well. The Manchester United captain actually went from Manchester Academy to play for Liverpool, and then when the team mm-hmm. got disbanded, came back to Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Liverpool were like one of the top top yeah, teams in the great. country. Like I said, back to back champions. But Asisat actually left. Um, we had, a, we had another Nigerian player too that, uh, Baba, uh, Baba, Baba Shola, Risola. She was, ah. she was also very good. She had to, well, she, she went on strike because she just said, Look, I want to quit this team, and she refused to play. And they sold her. So basically, Liverpool got relegated, um, partly because the COVID did not allow the league to be completed. So they truncated the league because there were still some games to play. So they just relegated Liverpool. They were like, okay, well, the league is over. So if they had finished playing the league, maybe Liverpool might have stayed up. But now with some investment, with Matt Beard back, Liverpool are actually on the way. We are, we are topping the league. Today, they won 3-0 against the second-place team. So um, I think it's like a 10-point gap now. And with five games to go, it looks like Liverpool will get promoted back to the WSL. And there are some decent players there. There's the, there's the lady that's got today, Richard Furness. She plays like a number 10. She scored twice today. They got one German, um, Katie Stegel. I think that's a pronunciation of her name. Top striker. So the team is looking decent. So, of course, I've been following them now because I see that they're almost back in the big time. <laughs> they're almost good. back in the ASL. So I've been following them this season. But in the past two years, I wasn't following the league because I was like, there's no Liverpool there. So who do I want to be watching now? <laughs> you know? So, but it's, like you said, the quality is quite good. I mean, there's more investment. There are more people watching the women's game now, and it's good. It's good. We need. We need that. We yeah. just can't the players, keep are, the on players are so much yeah. better. Yeah, the players yeah. are so much yeah. better. You know, mm. no disrespect to the players of the past, but mm. uh, you know, there's been a shift in the last twenty years. You can see the quality is really, really, yeah. really up there. It's good. You know. Yeah. Fun fact. Uh, we played uh, Manchester United played Everton at Old Trafford for the first time mm-hmm. in history today, earlier today. And Everton scored the first goal ever in Old Trafford. It was uh, <laughs> Emsley. She scored the goal, and then Manchester United won the game three But that was, you know, like, it was a fair bit of attendance. People really, really came. I haven't mm. got to the attendance numbers, but I heard that a lot of people came out to the game and. It was, yeah. it was good. It was good for female football to see that. I was very impressed. And I hope, yeah. you know, they can do more of that. Maybe you yeah. get them to play other days. Mm-hmm. Or play yeah. you know, play before the men's let, games. Yeah, let them play, play where they exactly. Yeah. Like the, the ladies, Liverpool ladies, they don't, yeah. they don't, they barely play at Anfield. Yeah. They, they rarely play at Anfield. I don't. It's it's yeah. sad. I know. Okay, they know that maybe the stadium won't be full, but at least let them play once in a while at yeah. the big stadium, the proper yeah, stadium. Play the yeah. finals or their big games there, like you know, mm-hmm. their derbies and co. It will, it will make sense. Mm-hmm. I think that will be yeah. that will be fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Now let me ask you a quick question. Did you watch any of the World Cup qualifier games during the week? I watched Nigeria's. I think I watched Nigeria's second half. Okay. I watched. I watched. Uh, I I couldn't get a link for the, the Nigeria game in the first half. So I was watching Senegal Egypt. I watched some of Senegal Egypt, and the second half I managed to get a link for the Nigerian game. So I watched the full second half for the Nigeria game. 
Um, it was not great. <laughs> it, was, it, was not a, it was not a good game, but there was a controversial incident where the Ghanaian player handled the ball and the referee actually even went to the VAR to check to see whether it was a penalty to Nigeria, but then it went the other way. Yeah, because it looked like the Ghanaian player was fouled first before it fell and then he now grabbed the ball. So he gave the penalty. He didn't give the penalty, he gave it the other way. But it was a scrappy game. It wasn't a good game. And I'm a bit worried because there's away goes there's away goes rule in this come in this uh, playoff. Okay. So if I if I that we didn't score, if Ghana score over there and just get a one-one draw, they're going through. Uh, the Senegal Egypt game, they don't have to win. They don't have to win. They just need a score draw and they're through. Um, the Senegal Egypt one, I watched um, some of the first half. Yeah, Senegal played. They were a better team, but Egypt. The problem was. Egypt managed to score an early goal, very fluky goal. Salah hit the boy, hit the crossbar, came back, deflected off the uh, Senegalese player straight into the net. So, but uh, after that, Egypt just did what they would do normally, what they did in the Afcon. If you watch the Afcon, what they did it was just crappy. They're defending, they didn't play very well, but they got the one nil, and that's a big, big problem for Senegal because if Egypt managed to sneak a goal in the second leg, so, I don't think Senegal are scoring three. They're not scoring three goals because they would have to win three one. So. I think I think Egypt will probably be favourites, um, but for the other ones, I just saw the highlights for the European qualifiers, and the, I saw the highlights for the African qualifiers too. So yeah, some interesting results. But I'm sure the one we want to talk about is Italy, <laughs> <laughs> big Italy out of the World Cup again, European champions. No, well, why are we why are we surprised? In my, <laughs> they didn't qualify for lifetime, the last one either. <laughs> in my lifetime of watching Italy. It has never been a great football team. They just sometimes play great in tournaments. Mm. Sometimes they have phases. They just play. It. If it happens that that tournament they're in phase, they play well, they win. Maybe and yeah. then other teams don't play as well. Because that's another <laughs> factor. 2006 World Cup, I remember. They weren't exceptional. It no, was they scrapped their, they scrapped their way scrapped to the their final. Way to, to the final. <laughs> won the World Cup. 2000 and 1994 World Cup. They were not good. No, no they, scrapped, they were not good. They just scrapped, 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 got to the final. And, <laughs> and then, ah, the last, the Euros, they should have not been in our finals. I'm not saying, they were not really that good. They were just in yeah, the tournament. I, in the tournament, yeah. they, no, they, were, were, they were not the best team. They were not the yeah. best team, but they played They played better than they usually play. Yes. <laughs> They played just very crap. well in the tournament. They played yes. so, you know, but if you go back and look at qualifiers, look at the way they've been playing for the past, you wouldn't have expected them to do that. And I think it was just tournament mentality. They kind they had tournament mentality. I think they're a team that have tournament mentality. Germany is another team that has that tournament yeah. mentality. But yeah. difference now is that Germany is playing well outside tournaments now. They're playing well <laughs> in general. But they have Germany has tournament mentality. So I'll be honest, it's not that I, I'm not shocked that it must not Macedonia knocked them out because that is a shocker. Yeah, that's a shock. It's just that I'm shocked that 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 um, those could knock them out. You know, I'm, just, I'm not shocked that you know they got knocked out. Everybody was thinking that it would be Portugal. Okay, they'll go and meet Portugal in Portugal the playoff final. Yeah. And that Portugal will now knock them out. But nobody even thought that oh, they, they, they wouldn't even make it that far. You know, they didn't even make it that far to meet Portugal. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's a shame. It's a shame. And I think yeah. Martini leaves. Yeah. I think Martini leaves. 
maybe he might have credit in the bank. He might have credit in the bank because they, at least they won. They still won the European Cup last last two years ago. Oh, this true. year, oh, last year, last year, they won yeah. the European Cup. They, they might they might let him stay on because um, not qualifying for the World Cup, like you said, it's not it's not even new. I think in our lifetime, this is like the third or fourth time that's happened to Italy. Yeah. Yeah, they, they don't call it's not like they qualify for every world cup, it's nothing new. It's nothing new. They've not been very good, they've not been very <laughs> good. Yes. So it's, it's not so shocking. So I think they might forgive him, but like, okay, let's just prepare for the next Euros. So maybe that's what they will do. Um, but the other teams, which so it's be Portugal against not Macedonia in the final. Then I think Wales, Wales got through, yeah, Wales and they'll meet. Through. I think they'll meet the winner of Scotland and Ukraine, but that match was not played yet. And uh, who was the other one? I think Sweden. Sweden also got Sweden. through. Sweden. S- Sweden is yeah. supposed to play Poland, if I'm correct. Yeah, if Poland, well, yeah, 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 they'll play Poland. Yeah, because Poland got the walkover against Russia. So Russia, which is now, this is not supposed to have been reinstalled by the court of arbitration. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I think that's still uh, who knows. That, that that will be another big big, so big story. There's <laughs> also the same thing with the Ukraine game as well. Yeah, but the, the Ukraine game is it's moved to June. They, yeah. They've tentatively they moved it to June. Scotland, Ukraine are supposed to play tentatively in June, but who knows what will happen by that time now? Maybe yeah. June the war will still be on, or who knows what will have happened by June. Yeah. So it's just tentative. That's right. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Um. Kudos and donkeys of the week. <laughs> I I think this one might be unanimous today. I think this one might be unanimous. Today. I'll let you go first. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I have I have like two. I think two of each. I'll just play around through them. Uh, kudos. I'll first of all go for North Macedonia. Um, that's a big result for a team, a country that didn't even exist until when <laughs> that country was not. I okay, there was a country called Macedonia, but I don't think not not that Macedonia has been in existence for long. And beating Italy in Italy uh, with the last minute, the last minute goal, like I think that was just their second shot on target and eliminating Italy. Even if they don't go to the World Cup for them, that's enough. Like, oh, we knocked out Italy. And on a similar note, uh, kudos for the top banter. From the Switzerland fans <laughs> who, who brought who brought a banner to the stadium and they wrote Google Google Italy Qatar <laughs> World Cup and then they wrote underneath Did you mean Switzerland? <laughs> oh, that's one of that's one of the best banter 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 things I've seen in a long time. They brought a big banner to the stadium that way. Just, oh, wow, just like yeah, top mark. That's quality banter. Um, donkey of the week. I just run through the two. Uh, the first one I'm angry with is the Premier League. For not uh, for blocking Burnley from bringing Victor Moses back to the Premier League, um, FIFA and UEFA gave special dispensation uh, dispensation for players who are stuck in Russia because Russia they are not allowed to play any football basically. So they said, okay, you can sign players from that league. Special dispensation. Burnley wanted to sign Victor Moses. Premier League said no. The council they said no. And you're you wondering that okay, what if it was not a Nigerian player? What if it was maybe an English player? Would they have done that? So for me, that was. And there are already there are people already fighting for him. They're saying, look, on humanitarian grounds, why are you people saying no? They're saying, okay, sporting integrity. What's the sporting? How many games are left in the season? You know, and this guy is stuck there in Russia, in Moscow. And the Premier League have said no. The sporting integrity for all, any league they are going to, every, every, whatever place they end up, there's sporting integrity issue. Yeah. And the funny thing, uh, Zaza, is, 
Spain are actually allowing it. La Liga have allowed it. I think a couple of clubs, you know, you're, you're thinking that, okay, if Spain, Spain have the bad reputation for, okay, maybe being racist or, racist or whatever, are allowing that. And Premier League is supposed to stand up for, oh, we're fighting for human rights and things. And you're blocking this guy from being signed. How many games are even left this season? Eight games, nine games. So, you know, he might probably not even play all the games of Burnley. If Burnley signed him, he might not have played all the games. He might just be on the bench. And yeah, they said no. They said no. So that's really bad. Donkey of the week. The second donkey of the week. Um, yeah, she's second donkey of the week. I had now the tip of my tongue there. She's okay. Maybe you go. I remember the second one. Okay. <laughs> I remember the second. One. I had it on the tip of my tongue, but I forgot it now. I got carried away. <laughs> Okay, um, Mike, I have two kudos as well. Uh, since I was focused on um, female soccer this week, I want to give my kudos to Emma Hayes. Um, she's, yes, highly praised, but I think she's also not praised enough. Mm. I think that's a woman who can manage. Uh, yeah, I said it there before too. Yeah, yeah. she's good. She's pace setting, she's a trailblazer, she's almost everything you you know want in a coach. And so I have to give it to her. I have to give it to her. She's really, really been a top coach. Um they won nine zero today to get wow. Oh yeah. my goodness. That's right. Jai. Who did they beat? <laughs> I can't remember because wait, no. give me one moment, I'll tell you. Wow, that's a big scoreline. Goodness. Yeah. They won nine zero today. Is it okay? I just quickly slipped this money. Leicester City. Leicester City, okay. Leicester City. Yeah, okay. they beat less than nine zero today. They spelled they, they spelled Leicester without them. <laughs> totally, it. Man. that's <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> wow. It's, yeah, it's got nine, and so their goal difference. Let me tell you what their goal difference is by the way, so you can <laughs> just for wow nine zero. Their goal difference is forty in seventeen <laughs> after seventeen games. Wow, they are really good. Goals. They're really good. They're really, They're really good. good. That Chelsea team, yeah. yeah. That yeah. Chelsea team is really good. Arsenal scored 45 goals in 17 games as well. They've had a, mm. you know, it's been a very wonderful one. And then, of mm. course, my main kudos goes to North Macedonia to get this far. So we won match away from the World Cup. Mm-hmm. North Macedonia. I, Come on, man. Remember, remember that thing they said about North... I'm sure you heard that joke in, in, in Dublin or Ireland somewhere. Because Ireland used to play North Macedonia. Whenever they, I think they've drawn them once. You know, those teams from that have... They say, oh, it, it lost to a team of plumbers. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and bricklayers. That's what they usually used to say in, in English mm. and Irish media about North, mm-hmm. North Macedonia, Georgia, because they had a lot of uh, yeah. part-timers. Yeah, part-timers, yeah. Yeah, many of those players, most of those players are part-timers. They're not professional footballers. And they beat, uh, they beat Italy. They're not the Euro champions. European out. champions, yeah. Ah, no, no, no. You have to... I give it to them. They give my kudos for this week. Top, top, top performance. Um, my donkey of this week... Uh, I actually did not have a donkey. 
wasn't anything too negative. I'll probably have to give it to Mancini and his team. Mancini, yeah, they take the donkey of this week. It okay. shouldn't have been, they couldn't have had an easier matchup. <laughs> they couldn't have had an easier matchup. Apart from Poland, I maybe got the walkover. They couldn't have had an easier matchup. So, yeah, you know, it just shows how unprepared and um, maybe they're still gloating. They're sitting, they still thought they were in the Euros. Of course, they had a lot of um, ill luck in that game, but yeah, they also were not that good. They were mm. not that good, but yeah, because yeah. if you think about it, it wasn't like the keeper was making more well, class saves, no more class saves, and you know, plucking it no. out from the corner. No, 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 no. There were some bad finishing, some really bad, bad finishing, yeah, a lot of bad finishing, <laughs> but some of those bad finishing were also because. They really didn't have open chances. They had to snatch a lot of shots. They had to rush them, mm. you know. And then when they had chances, Macedonia players were heroic, they defended mm. and blocked, put the body on the line, and yeah, yeah, they protected their keeper. Yeah. They protected their keeper yeah. because he didn't. He really did not need to make. He made an error, if I remember. He dropped a ball, but he, he caught it. That was really. Mm. He didn't. He had a very comfortable game. So yeah, yeah. We, we, the Azuris take the cake for that one. <laughs> I remember my second donkey now. Uh, but I'll just sneak in just a quick shout out to Christian Eriksen first. For not not donkey or for kudos. Mm-hmm. Um he scored with his first touch back for Denmark yesterday, I think. He came on as a substitute. Ooh, and he scored for Denmark. Yeah, like kudos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. You know, first match back after all the cardiac mm-hmm. arrest things. And yeah, first touch within the first minute he scored. So that's big kudos. Um, but my final donkey was um, there was the article that was written about Gareth Bale, calling Gareth Bale a parasite. Yeah, there was one from <laughs> Madrid, Madrid newspaper, yabbing Gareth Bale. It was very, very disrespectful. If you see all the words they wrote in that article, very disrespectful. And you're thinking, well, this guy he wanted to leave. You guys are the ones that pulled the plug on his deal. He was going to leave in 2019 to go to China. And it was Madrid that pulled the plug on the last, at the last minute. You know, you're blaming him for staying and taking the money. So, you know, for footballers, footballer, football is a short career. I always say this. As a footballer, these clubs, they only show you loyalty when the time when the going is good. They when the look when the going is bad, they want to kick you out. They call you parasite. So I felt I just felt look, this is why I say as a player, when you have the chance to make that money, make that money. Because these people are so disrespectful and ungraceful. This guy has scored in Champions League finals for them, a lot of goals, many important goals. But now because he's injured and he's not playing regularly. Now they, they are calling him parasite. They, they are abusing him. They're saying, oh, he's always playing for Wales. <laughs> he's only playing for Wales. Yeah, he, you guys disrespected him. You didn't let him go. When you, when you promised him he could go, then you now pull the plug. So like, that's my second. First to play him. Yeah. So the guy just said, okay, if you don't play me, I'll just sit on the bench and I'll be collecting my money. Yeah, what's <laughs> Why? supposed to do? Exactly. Well, you want him to give up on his money when he was about to go. You said no. <laughs> he put the club at the last minute. So that's my yeah, final yeah. donkey of the week. <laughs> Let's let the players make their money. The thing about that thing is, you know, I I, I don't think younger fans are newspapers always have agenda. They just sell the right things to sell. Sometimes they sell to much older fans because, of course, probably ones that still read one those kind of stories, and then they sell Mm. to younger fans and fans that are still very, you know, the emotional. (laughs) Because let's be very honest, we were born the, the. Old age of Gascoigne, George Best, mm. uh, the Etsy Messons, players that 
road life and then all of a sudden they broke were uh-huh. very broke when they mm-hmm. you know passed on they, they were, mm-hmm. so yeah you learned you know if you don't learn from that this it, yeah it's gonna be tough this new brother don't don't it, they don't this, have time this for person- that. This person you just mentioned now, before I round up, before I round up, Gascoigne that you just mentioned, mm-hmm. I saw him yesterday. He was playing a Rangers old legends game. If you see how guard looking he is, he's been he's been so broke. Gascoigne, okay, yeah, I know he has alcoholic issues, but I'm just backing up your mm-hmm. point of people, players who left the game and things have not been good for them. Things have not been good for them. There are players like that, so that's why I never blame a player if it, as long as you don't disrespect the club, if you are not striking or whatever. Make your money where you can because football is a short career. Somebody can get an injury today and his career is over at the age of 25. 20. Look at Ronaldo, the phenomenon. By the time he was before 30 years old, he had picked up two serious knee injuries. He's, he, he was already he, he was gone. His career was basically gone yeah. by that time. Before before age, age 30, he had two serious ACL injuries. Yeah. Anything can happen. He was lucky. He, he was lucky. He made money. money. That's yeah, yeah exactly. That's yeah, many right. of these players are living in pain. They have had operations. Yes. Please, so I, I'm always on the side of player power because I know this game is brutal. These clubs, the only, only when you, when it's going is good. That's when they like you, when they have loyalty. Maybe you are past your best, they want to kick you out. <laughs> They'll just say, take a pay cut or go away. Yeah. So make your money That's where right. you can. Man. Make your money, <laughs> make your money, where you money can. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And with that, we come to the end of the broadcast. Hola. It was Thank good you. to see you again. Good to good see you, brother. You. Yeah, it's a wonderful hour we've had. Um, yeah. We'll do this again at the end of the season. We'll come back and review the relegation, the top four. And then, of course, we'll dive deep into other topics. Liverpool, Manchester United especially. At the end of the season, when there are no football games, we usually have a lot of time. <laughs> yes, so, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you then. And uh, no problem. viewers, remember to follow. It's the footy fantasy. You can find it at any spot you find your podcast. You can find it on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And that is D, as in T-H-E, footy fantasy, one word, F-O-O-T-I-E-F-A-N-T-A-S-Y, the footy fantasy. Now, there's one difference. On Twitter, it is footy A-D fantasy, F. O O T I E A D Fantasy. So you can always add us there. Please like, subscribe, share, comment, especially feedback. And like I say, we always want feedback. Let us know what we're doing well and what we're not doing well. I'll see you all next week. Have a good time. See ya. Bye.